Welcome to The Conversation. This is Christy. And hi, I'm Gretchen. This is Conversations to Connect. You're listening to episode eight, where we will be getting real about the holiday season. Yeah, every year I always forget how much this time of year makes me and everyone crazy. Yes, I think that there's no shortage of things to do or lists to create, especially, I think we were talking about that it starts around Halloween for some people. Well, definitely in my family. Halloween is a huge um, holiday that both myself and my youngest son are obsessed with. And so the entire month of October just becomes all these activities that we want to do related to Halloween and also fall, right? In preparation, we love fall. And it's funny because I was saying to Christy earlier that You know, she and I started this podcast in, I think, July, and we kind of made a commitment to putting a new episode out every two weeks. And we were able to hold to that until the holiday season hit. (laughs) And And then there is no rhyme or reason to what (laughs) is happening or where people need to be. And we had a really hard time getting our schedules to match. So Mm -hmm. very happy to be back and discussing this topic because it comes up in the therapy office all of the time. And so there's a lot of anxiety that um, is connected to the holidays. There's a lot of grief that's connected to the holidays. Absolutely. And so then we are finding ourselves having even less time to do the things that we need to do for self-care purposes. And so um, that stress, I think it's even. Yeah. Well, and I like to talk about anxiety in the way that, you know, I think a lot of us think about anxiety as in response to unwanted things or things that we don't like. But for me, I enjoy the holidays. I like um, Halloween. I like eating Thanksgiving food. I enjoy the spirit of Christmas, all of that. But it is extremely anxiety producing because it's so stressful in a positive way. Sure. There's all kinds of things that you need to get done. So getting things right or making them good enough for the kids or right checking everything off the Mm -hmm. list of all the things that you want to do or you know there's just so many things that happen so close together that there I feel like if anyone doesn't experience stress on the holidays I I feel like maybe they're lying (laughs) because it's just even even if you aren't doing a lot the people around you might be doing a lot oh absolutely the energy it's palpable I had to go into the store, um, it was a week before Thanksgiving, and pick something up for work, and totally forgot that the holiday shopping season was <laughs> and you were already like, in. oh, crap. Yes. <laughs> I was like, how did I get here? There are people everywhere. People are being rude. Everywhere. They're like, yes. And again, it's because they're stressed out. They're trying to get things done. There's more people on the roads. There's yes. more people in the parking lots, which absolutely drives me crazy because it's like nobody's paying attention. Yeah. And so in this podcast, I think that recognizing this mindfulness piece about taking a few breaths, getting yourself in order. But again, the people around you aren't necessarily doing that. Yeah. So you have to be prepared in order to deal with people that are going to be Stressed out, getting in your way. Yeah. Maybe in bad moods themselves because Mm -hmm. they're stressed. You know, like, I I think it's important to recognize that if you're feeling anxious and stressed and overwhelmed, so is everybody else Mm -hmm. around you. And so that person who's being a jerk um, in the parking lot or behind you in the line or in front of you or whatever, right? They're just as stressed as you are. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it's not an excuse for the behavior, but it's a way to understand it, right? I guarantee you... 
everyone is experiencing that stress and it just comes out in different ways for everybody oh yeah and also leads back to the fact that we don't know what's going on in other people's lives not at maybe all. they are somebody who's experiencing uh, the holiday season without one of their loved ones for the yeah. first time or maybe they're trying to figure out how they're going to make ends meet and have like the next best thing. I think a lot of my clients that have children, I've noticed are really stressed out about providing technology for them Ugh. and how expensive that can be. Let me just and say, <laughs> it's so frustrating. Just this morning. Okay, so my, I have two kids, right? I've said this before, two boys, six and nine. They have been giving me their Christmas list. I have them in my phone. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. You know, go shopping on Black Friday. I get pretty much everything that they have asked for in reason their lists were not long it was great and I was like this is it I'm done well I wake up this morning to them coming up from the basement and saying mommy we've written our Christmas lists for Santa (laughs) and I'm like well let me see that and there's like all of this stuff I'm like what wait when did you decide that you wanted this I'm so mad because you know every year I think I've done it yeah I've gotten exactly what they've asked for like there's no way to do this right and if you're trying to do it right you are going to fail right well and if you're trying to do it on your own because so uh one client that i have is working on co-parenting and they have to go in together in order to afford what so this idea that excuse me people are getting into debt just to prove what um, I think that in our society, the consumerism has gotten really out of hand. And every year people say, I want to do less. I want to do less. But then again, when the pressure is on and people are posting like, yeah. we're going here, we're doing this. There's that added pressure of I need to be doing this. And those expectations are outside of ourselves. I Nobody's also, telling you to do it. For me, sometimes it's not even about the expectations because I definitely work really hard at being like, whatever, it yeah. doesn't matter. For me, it's the excitement. So again, mm-hmm. it's that positive sure. wonder. So like me being online and seeing a bunch of stuff just because I'm looking and I have a reason to buy. Yeah. I'm seeing all these things mm-hmm. that I know the kids would love or I know this person would love. And so I, I find things up- that I would love, actually. Oh, and, I totally- and then I go and do a little bit of debt over. <laughs> definitely bought stuff for myself. Like, this stuff is great. Mm-hmm. Um but that's where it gets me. We're also, I'll say to my husband, I definitely want to do less this year. I don't want to get our kids as much stuff or I don't want to get other people as much stuff. And then I realized that because I've been so excited about purchasing things for mm-hmm. people that I know that they will enjoy, mm-hmm. I overdo it in that way. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, either I spent more money than I wanted to or now we just have more stuff that we don't yes. really need. And that you're going to have to take care of. And you're we're going to have to find places for. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, another person that I work with that has kids was saying just how, you know, they go from house to house, family to family, mm. and then it becomes overwhelming for the kids, obviously. Then they, they end up with this huge bag, two bags of toys that so they have to stuff, figure out what to do so with. So much stuff, And then Christy. good luck getting your kids to get rid of stuff. Oh, my gosh. Well, and I've really tried hard <clears> to... Um, I've never had a problem necessarily letting things go. I think that just comes from my Mm -hmm. childhood that we moved a lot. And so we were always having to get rid of things because when you're moving all the time, it's a pain in the butt to pack everything. Right. So we do a clean out twice a year. I participate in a consignment sale, a kid's consignment sale. That's a great idea. And I make a little money Mm -hmm. back and there's one in the spring and there's one in the fall. And the one that I do in the fall, that tends to be my Christmas money. Uh And so it's perfect. So the kids know... 
every six months we go through their toys, their clothes, their it's books. A great habit. And just stuff around the house and we get rid of stuff. And if they mm-hmm. find something that I'm like, listen, you guys haven't played with this in a while and they want to keep it. I say, that's fine. We'll revisit this in six months mm-hmm. when the next sale comes up. <laughs> and if you haven't played with it, guess what? We're getting rid of it then. Yeah. And they've done really good with that. And that helps. That is a great idea. And teaching them not to attach emotions to objects, yes. which a lot of times, you know, becomes a problem for people as they're moving, getting yeah. older, that they just don't want to get rid of something. But once it serves its purpose and you're really not using it, that and that's uh, what I try to teach them is is that you loved love loved this when you first got it, but now you love 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 so many other things. Yeah, and you maybe don't love this as much anymore, and it's okay to let that go. Right, and making them a process of it. Like say they might have a big ticket item, so to speak, yeah. but they want something new to replace it. Then going online, selling it, yes. letting somebody else, you know, have that be new to them and then using that money yes. for the next. Well, that's another thing that I teach my oldest specifically because he's really <clears throat> into the electronics. So like you were talking about, they get so expensive and they just yeah. want so many things that a lot of times you know, he's asking for these, like he wanted a DS, a handheld uh-huh. game system for his birthday one year. It's $200 <laughs> new. And I said to him, I said, no one's going to buy you this yeah. $200 thing for your birthday. Right. He was like, but I really want it. And I said, well, then you know what you can do is you can ask people to give you gift cards or money. Mm-hmm. And he did. And he <clears throat> earned, well, earned. Well, he yeah. was gifted enough gift cards and money that he was able to buy it. And that's a great way to introduce money concepts. It because, is. And it's again, also a great way to not spend that money yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. I happened to see an ad um, advertised, and I don't know why it surprises me every year because they're always out, but... Um, I think the husband buys two cars and they're out in the driveway. <laughs> and I was like, who's getting cars for Christmas? Oh my God, can crazy. I get a car for Christmas? That would be so amazing. Yes, I think that that would be But I don't great. want to have to pay for it. Like, I don't right. want my husband to buy me the car. <laughs> can somebody else buy me the car? Christy, would Put you like to buy me a car for I Christmas? I will start a GoFundMe for you. <laughs> and, and hopefully all of the listeners will... <laughs> Gretchen's car fund? No, that's okay. I'm all right. <laughs> But yeah, and there was, what was the other ad that stood out to me? Oh, Xfinity. Um, I'm coming off of, and we're going to be doing a podcast in the future about the use of technology and the rise of that and how that might impact um, brain development in children especially. But um, so this Xfinity commercial I see, they're advertising all these electronics and there is a man on there holding a baby with a screen in front of him. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, we need to really limit... You know, the expectations that we have about, you know, what what role technology plays. And what so, we're purchasing. Yes. And I also think that, you know, there is so much out there. Obviously, yes. mm-hmm. um, the electronic companies and the media are pushing it because they benefit from it. Sure. Duh. But, but Bill Gates and oh, yeah, um, I know, right? Steve Jobs did not let their kids use it. So, I mean... All in moderation. Well, and I think that you guys get to decide, right? If you're a parent, you decide what's okay. Mm -hmm. You decide, you know, whether or not your kid has any sort of technology device, how much time they spend Mm -hmm. on it. And there is, yes, there's lots of studies and information out there, but really there is no right answer. Just do what you feel is okay doing and that's fine. And there are definitely days where I'm thankful that both of my children have devices because then they can leave me the hell alone (laughs) right? and I can get some peace. And that's something that I, you know, was thinking about like when we would go on road trips when I was growing up, like there was none of that. Mm -hmm. Like my parents had to provide all of this entertainment and what are we going to do and all of that. And it's a lot of work. And I really... Mm -hmm. 
Well, I'm balancing that because, that. <laughs> right? Well, that leads to more conversations. And so as we're doing the podcast on yeah. conversations, it's important that people maintain connections with each other because it's easy to slip out of that really when is. your comfort zone is more like keeping it at a distance. Yeah. So. But, and you're saying that, that's a great segue into, we've talked before about your personal rights, yes. and there is a holiday bill of rights. So, we'll start with uh, the right to take care of yourself. So important. Being in the moment with how you're feeling, checking in with the people around you mm-hmm. so that you're clearly communicating, you know, what it is that you need. Well, and also, like... Taking care of yourself by um, making sure that you are giving yourself permission to take a step out, to do what you love, even if somebody else doesn't want to do it. All of those things are okay. Um, The next one on the list is you have the right to feel mixed up emotions about the holidays. You don't have to love them. You don't have to enjoy them. You don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. You have the right to feel whatever you feel about the holidays. Well, and spending time alone, thinking and reflecting and relaxing, that's also important too. Because then you're going to enjoy the things that you're doing. If you're rushing from one event to the other, you're flying, like you're trying to do a million things, you're not going to be enjoying yourself. And that's really, you know, it's balance, right? We always talk about balance. And that's a big part of it. So if you have the right to create balance in your life, whatever that may be, um, you also have the right to say no to party invitations. This is a time Mm -hmm. of year where so much there's so much my husband always says to me, you take up all the days. Did I tell you about that before? (laughs) No. Last year when Christy and I have a group of friends that usually gets together at Christmas and I haven't we all have different groups of friends and stuff and weekends tend to get booked up very quickly oh my in my schedule, mm-hmm. especially in December. And um, So starting in November, it's get out the calendar <laughs> out and the prioritize calendar. because, like you said, there are several things that I do every year yes. with certain people that I want to keep a tradition. So, well, and yeah. my husband always is is not a planner and I am a planner. So by, by mid November, my December is pretty much booked. Yeah. And so expect a podcast in I- sometime <laughs> January. <laughs> You'll have to get that on the calendar. (laughs) Yeah. But he's always like, you take up all the days. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to. (laughs) So it's important sometimes that you say no. Like, Mm -hmm. I need to do that not just for myself, but also for my family. You Mm -hmm. know, that like, I'm not the only person that has things that I want to do. And so it's okay to do that. It's okay to say no to people. Um, Yeah. Whether it's because you don't want to go or you really want to go, but you know that there are other things that you need to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So asking for help and support from family and friends are, is a very important thing. And also community service agencies. I work with some people who for one reason or another are struggling. Maybe they lost their job and they really think that I'm not really deserving of some support services, whether it's through the community food bank or whether it's through Salvation Army, any of them. Don't let yourself feel that, you know, um, guilty or shame over around those things. I just had someone, a client that I was working with that was just like, I don't really know what I'm going to do about gifts for my children. And I said, you know, like, you know, you could sign up for Toys for Tots. Mm -hmm. And she was, she was just like, oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like there are so many services out there that are not even even income based. There's Uh a lot of them. Like there's angel trees. And, you know, again, this time of year, it's a crazy amount of money. Mm -hmm. Well, and not just gifts, food, 
travel expenses, all of these things. Just yeah. anything, mm-hmm. right? So even if you don't have children mm-hmm. and the holidays are expensive because there are expectations, again, that you're getting gifts for people. Maybe there are expectations about the amount of money that you're spending, mm-hmm. right? So you're going to a party and guess what? We're doing a Secret Santa $20 gift. Mm-hmm. That might be a lot for some people. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. And so then the expectation is, great, now I have to spend another $20 that I don't really have. Right. Right. And so it's okay for you, again, to reach out and ask for help and support from your family and friends. If your friends are saying, let's have this party, Mm -hmm. and you can't afford it, you need to say something. Yeah. And if they are miffed about it (laughs) like that's again some good information about what kind of friends and family do you have supporting you right and communication is so important because the majority of the time people aren't going to care and like you said if they do that's really not on you anyway. It is. And it's it's really important to have people know where you're coming from. Nobody's going to know if you don't say anything. Right. And so Well, and I know like in certain situations sometimes people won't say anything, but then they'll talk about it and get upset about it yes. and you know you know, they're the ones obsessing over it. And the other person really doesn't know that this is even a thought and probably doesn't care. So right. again, you know, we want to be careful about where we place that anxiety from during the holiday season. We don't place it on, you know, other people or situations that we really take care of the things that we need to take care of so that we're able to be more in the moment and yeah. not, not, you know, overly concerned with that. Yeah. Um, another thing that you, that we all have the right to do is to say no to any alcohol, drugs, or seconds on dessert. And we don't want to feel guilty <laughs> about it. Right. So you can say no, but I also think in this sense, you can say yes. Yes. <laughs> so again, you have the right to make your own choices about what you want. If you don't want to have a drink, if you, if you're like, no, I'm good, please stop forcing me mm-hmm. to have another plate of food, but also I want another serving and I'm going to have that. Whatever you decide, you have the right to do and not feel guilty about it. Oh, yeah. And that's why Uber is so amazing. So great. (laughs) I have somebody who just recently discovered it and was like, oh, my gosh, I can have somebody (laughs) come and get me within three minutes at any given. And that's awesome, too, because then if you're out at a party, you don't have to stress about who's going to be the person driving, how long it's going to take to get somewhere. Or am I going to have to sleep over? Yeah. (laughs) So definitely not fun. not fun. Well, I think the holidays are a difficult time of year because there is a lot of celebrating around food and around alcohol and Mm -hmm. maybe drugs that for people who struggle with addiction and maybe are in recovery, that this is a very triggering time of year. And so again, if that is you, if that is one of the things that you are struggling with, or maybe if you struggle with money and with shopping, and mm-hmm. right, like we all have our vices. And oh, anything they get can, triggered. Anything can be addictive. Mm-hmm. That you know, this is a time of year where it's it's okay to say no. It's okay to take care of yourself. That's where again, like Christy said, the one we said before about reaching out to ask for help and support. That if this is a hard time of year, you're in recovery and you need that support. Please ask for it. Mm-hmm. Right, the people that. Um, that you are important in their lives, they want to be able to help you. Right. And recovery is a very difficult one, especially now with, I mean, you go into a beer distributor and you can get lemonade that has alcohol in oh it gosh, and seltzer water anything. that ha- and it's so difficult to well, um, now it's manage. in food stores, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. everywhere. And so mm-hmm. it is, it's hard, it's hard to, um, to manage. So setting those boundaries, being clear about them, very important. Yeah. Um, So giving gifts that are within your holiday budget is what we talked about, too. And communicating that with people. You don't have to prove how much you love somebody. No. 
by a dollar amount or by, you know, doing this really great thing for them. Um, it's a dangerous trap to get yourself in no matter what. So, and I honestly, think-, think outside the box. One of my favorite things to do is to play the game of like, how cheap of a gift can I get you that looks really nice? Yes. And yes, that's a great I know. One. <laughs> it's my favorite. And like, I love dollar stores. Mm-hmm. And some of the dollar stores have some really nice stuff. And last year, I think you got one of these. Did I give you one of those wine glasses that I got? Yes. Right. So last year, <laughs> I went to the dollar store in like November. And I was just looking around. And they had all of these really cute stemless wine glasses that said he sees you when you're drinking. And they were hilarious. <laughs> and I got all of them. Yeah. And they were a dollar. Sorry to bring it to you (laughs) one of my favorite gifts ever no you can really put time and thought into things and that aren't very expensive and that are so meaningful i'm thinking of some of the greatest gifts that i've gotten have been things that people have made for me or said hey i really saw this thing and i knew that you would love it like not oh i went out the day before and knew i had to get you something so here's a sweater hope you like it i also absolutely love people that give kind of like acts of service as gifts. Yes. So that's something for me is kind of like one of my lovely love languages. Come cut my grass. Come cut my grass. <laughs> yes. Yes. So if someone said to me, is, listen, if my landscaper is listening. <laughs> I know, right? I don't have, I don't have money. Yeah. I don't have a lot of money uh-huh. this year. One of the things that I would like to do is maybe cook dinner for you and your family one night. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, please. Yeah. You know, or like I would like to come over and, you know, uh, just whatever. Yeah. yeah. Cut your grass mm-hmm. or help you out in some way. Or here's a free babysitting night. Oh my God. If anyone that knows me <laughs> and is listening, I will totally take one of those. Um, that kind of stuff I think is invaluable. Oh, absolutely. And if you're thinking of it, you know, in terms of these acts of service, there are people out there who, especially elderly people who can't do things on their own. Yeah. And so just, again, that time spent face to face with family or friends is so invaluable. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, um, I actually had a friend a couple of weeks come over and build a dresser for me. And oh. I was like, that is amazing, is amazing. Because especially, I think it was from Ikea or something like that. And I was like, I'll cook you dinner. You build this You build this dresser because there's no way it's happening. I don't speak German. Yes, exactly. So yes, acts of service. I love that idea. Um, what's another thing that you have the right to? Oh, smile at angry salespeople and or rude drivers and give them a piece of your mind. Peace being P-E-A-C-E, right? <laughs> Giving them a peace, common yes. peace of your mind. So this is also something that we already just talked about. But again, recognizing mm-hmm. that there are going to be people all the time that are in a rush, mm-hmm. that are up in their heads, that mm-hmm. are stressed out for the same reasons that you're stressed out. Mm-hmm. It's just that all of our stress comes out in different ways. Yeah. So for me, I am not an aggressive rude driver and I probably aren't aren't going to be mean to you in line, but it might come out in different ways, yeah. right? I might be a little bit more short with my kids or I might be isolating or I might, you know what I mean? Like it's going to come out in different ways for everybody. <laughs> well, something that I do all year long when I'm driving is I get triggered and very irritated when somebody is not letting me like come into a lane well i hate that all time of year that's what i'm saying like all time every time of year and so anybody who's driven with me knows that i will smile and wave and say thanks thanks buddy you know and it's a way for me to like put out like 
that was a pretty shitty thing for you to do, but I'm right. not going to let it bother me. I'm not going to let it no. bother me. No, I do that too. The same thing with driving. And also if you are driving in the left-hand lane and you are not passing <laughs> anybody, please move over because that is my number yes. one pet peeve all the time. And in the holidays, I think it makes it more difficult because again, like Christy said, there's more traffic. Yes. There's more cars mm-hmm. on the road. The left lane is for passing only. That's all. Yes. That is the end Thank of my PSA. Thank you for your pu- public Thank service you. announcement. You're welcome. Yes. So, um, enjoying your holiday the way that you want about... It's an excellent right that we have. Oh, so excellent. I mean, maybe you want to watch a movie, you know, maybe you want to have a friend over and you want to skip out on something that's more social. Yes. Enjoying it the way that you want. one of the biggest things for me that really... Because, again, I have children. So, initially, when we first started our holiday traditions in, in the family with me and my husband is we would go over to his family's house on Christmas Eve and we would have Christmas Eve dinner. We would spend the night. We'd wake up Christmas morning with them mm-hmm. and that was fine. And then we ha- started having kids and eventually yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I kind of want to have Christmas morning at my house. Yeah. But it's hard because mm-hmm. the tradition had kind of been started. Right. And so making a change is always hard. So it's easy <clears throat> to say you have the right to enjoy your holiday the way that you want. Right. But what if the way that you want all of a sudden is now different than what it's been for so long? Mm -hmm. And again, while it's hard, you absolutely have the right to do that. Um, You have the right to say, I just want to stay home. I don't want to visit anybody. And maybe somebody's feelings get hurt. Well, probably they do. Yeah. (laughs) And so you're going to have to navigate that. And when I'm working with couples, I say that... The wife's family is her responsibility and the husband's family is his responsibility because you can create these triangles and like all of a sudden the in-law is the bad person and it's just better all around to, you know, set up those early in your marriage and partnership to say, hey, this is this person's making me feel a certain way or this is something I want to be different. Yeah. I expect you, you know, to communicate that. I absolutely agree. And, like, you do that with your partner. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So you and your partner need to come to an agreement about what is okay for us. And then yeah. just as Christy said, you talk to your family, your partner talks to their family and says, hey, this is what we have decided. Yeah. Not, you know, well, my wife decided that, or my <laughs> husband would rather or, or my Gretchen partner. wants us yeah, to do this. Right. Yeah. No, like, no you know, blaming we, or shaming. Right. We together as, you know, a united partnership have Mm -hmm. decided that this is what we're going to do. And it's not always perfect, you know, but Mm -hmm. it is what it is. Right. Right. And I remember like you were saying um, about having to split your time, even, and if people are out of town or they're in a different state, that makes it even more complicated. So maybe one year, one family has to have a little bit of less time and one family. And again, we do just for Thanksgiving. We usually bounce back and forth one year with my husband's family and one year with my family. Uh And we, Every year it alternates. And right. then Christmas, we're always here because I want to have Christmas in my house. Yes, yes, and yes. And we will see my husband's family because they're local. But then my family, if we can get together, we just do it usually like around New Year's or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. I was thinking back to when I was married and we were lucky enough to have our families very close. But again, once we separated from each other, that was a little bit awkward because our families were had close. Been very close. And well, so then negotiating like... What is it going to look like now? And I am thankful uh, my former mother-in-law and I um, remained in touch. And that was important to say, like, this is kind of awkward, but I kind of want to see you and see how things are going. And then slowly over time, that 
Um, like dissipated. Yeah, some. yeah. So, um, but but it, I think that's a good point because, like, for me, my family's out of town. Yeah. So I don't have. So for you, what was that like to have your family and your <clears throat> ex's family in this? Like, did you feel pressure to have to go to both places on holidays, or what would you we guys do? We worked it out very well in a sense that um, my mom al- has always had um, Christmas Eve, and his mom oh. had always had Christmas Day. Oh, so and that so it was perfect. perfect. And yeah. they, we lived, you know, we went to the same high school, so we were in the same sort of town, so yeah. that was easy. And a lot of times we did Thanksgiving, so that was nice. We had oh. all of the families come. Well, Sometimes that was nice. <laughs> it's <laughs> nice when you don't family. have to go anywhere, but also at the same time, it's a lot of preparation. But we enjoyed stressful it. And that, to host. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely stressful to host. Yeah. And so when you're a guest of, you know, somebody, I I say that I appreciated the people most who would get in touch with me ahead of time and be like, I want to do something or right, I want to bring something. Some people like really like doing it all, but I think that it's important to reach out to the Well, and just to offer. Host. And oh, also yeah. the people that helped, I'm sure, to clean up. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, service, right? So mm-hmm. maybe you're not a good cook. Maybe you don't yeah. <laughs> have anything to add to the meal or the thing. Right. But like, and make it your job. Yeah. I'm always the one to, you know, there you go. I'm the dish dryer or I'm this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just join in. Where can I help? Or just doing it. Hey, let me do that for you. Let sure. me let me clear the table. Let me wash these dishes. Can I help pack up this food? Whatever it might be. Yeah. yeah. I think that, that that's very important Any too. Of those things. And also, um, I think that some families like to do those, you know, we pick a name and so... Oh, like grab bags? uh Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We never did that because, I mean, and even coming from a large family, I am just a gift giver. Yeah. (laughs) I love to (laughs) know what I want to get somebody or, yeah, that is the joy that I get from the holiday season. So I feel like it's less about, um, because I've heard people complain before, like, ugh. I have to buy three gifts because there's three people in that family and I only get one gift from them in return. And I, I just think that that's a terrible attitude to have yeah. in general in life. Like, it's yeah. not a tit for tat or, you know, nothing's ever going to be even. No. So sometimes you give a little bit more and sometimes you get a little bit more. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I always feel that way, too. Like, because, um, so in my family, we just decided that we don't give gifts to each other except the kids. Yeah. So the kids get gifts. But like, so I have two kids. My older sister has one kid. My younger sister has no children. Mm. She is married, um, but no children yet. And so part of me sometimes feels bad because then like, I only have to get one gift yeah. <laughs> for my but niece. But again, that's there. But that's just yeah. how it is. And mm-hmm. it's like not feeling bad about that. The other thing too is, is that, you know, so my husband's family is very large and they're all local and a very large extended family uh-huh. that all get together for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so... Because <laughs> you didn't just see each other a couple we weeks didn't before. didn't just see each other. So... You know, we get gifts for everyone in the immediate family. So like my husband's parents and his siblings and their partners, and they get gifts for us. But then all of the extended family come over for Christmas Day to my mother-in-law's house. And luckily, we do a Secret Santa for that. So Mm -hmm. at Thanksgiving, we all put extended, all the names in a basket. And there is literally like... 25 names. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like it's That's a lot of fun. people. But yeah. then you pick one person mm-hmm. that is not within your family, mm-hmm. your, you know, immediate family, and you get that gift. And, yeah. And somebody picks your name and they get you a gift. So, yeah. and th- that is nice because then you're not like, oh great, I have to buy gifts for 30 people. <laughs> That's so many people. So that works out really well. Yeah. 
I think also honoring the time to be um, charitable for kids yeah. now, especially um, about giving to people who don't have, you know, what what you have and teaching those lessons yeah. every year. Um, so we work at the village um, center for holistic therapy and we um, decided probably like four years ago that we wanted to um, find a way to help the community give back. And with the help of um, a couple of other local places, we um, host every year this year is for ki- older kids in foster care. So it's a way to a fundraiser. Yeah, a yeah. fundraiser. And it's a way to help children give back because they come and it's adorable. They come yeah. with their gifts to leave for Santa like and and then they get to have some fun and um, they get to learn about you know, what is foster care and what is adoption and like sort of these bigger worldly issues that we're trying to address, you know, as a community. So I think that that's a great way too. so seek those out, whether it's through, you know, a church or like you said, an angel tree and or just really simple, like you guys see those Salvation Army people everywhere ringing their little bells Mm -hmm. with her thing. I make it a, a like a point to give a dollar if that's all I have mm-hmm. every time I see one of those things. And so if my children are with me, I give them the money yeah, to give them. So that's great. During the holiday season, no matter where I am, as long as I have cash on me, and even if it's just coins, mm-hmm. I give them the coins in my purse. Um, and I just because it's just a little something, mm-hmm. right? You know, and teaching that every little bit counts. Yeah. Or like when you go to the food store, if they're like, would you like to donate Mm-hmm. to blah 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 even like I went to the dollar store and I go to check out and he's like do you want to purchase a gift for a military child uh, they're a dollar yeah you mm-hmm. know so I'm like yes I yeah. do you yeah. know and like here's some little bath toys mm-hmm. so I try to say yes in those moments because one it makes me feel good to be giving back but two again in the spirit of the holiday and in giving mm-hmm. and like you know all that charitable goodness <sighs> Well, and again, thinking back to those acts of service, maybe I can't afford to attend an event or to give a gift, but I can afford to smile at somebody and hold the door. And it's kind of like dropping that tiny little pebble to create a ripple of maybe that makes that person's day a little bit better. Smiling, saying happy holidays or I hope you have a nice day. Yes. Just those things, right? It's not, again, I think that's great, Christy. It's not always about money. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes just about where you're putting your mind and your heart in those moments. Absolutely. It's really important. Um, One other thing I wanted to make sure that we touched on, because I noticed, and this is not a political realm here by any sorts, but I did notice a shift about two years ago, like following the election, which was right before Thanksgiving, that there was so much stress and anxiety for my clients about going into Mm. family situations and where there might be... fear of talking about politics. Yes, or or the fear of being put in an uncomfortable position because, Mm. you know, your beliefs or your thoughts are challenged and there's just so much overload of information out there. What's true, what's not true, who knows? Like, but I find that like people are getting stressed out even more in my office about fights that they're having via Facebook, and then they have to come or see this person in real life. And it's just, it's, um, it's an issue that a lot of people have to deal with. So I feel like making it, and I hosted, um, was that two years ago, um, Christmas, and I talked to everybody about it and I said, you know, I don't know where people lie and what their beliefs or their ideas are, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be a political free zone. I think that that like really reduces Reduces a lot lot of of stress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so luckily we're able to communicate that. But again, if 
somebody makes an offhanded comment or somebody's had too much to drink and then things start coming out. Like, have a plan of how you're going to address that in right. a non-confrontational way. Well, yeah. Because you have the right to get up yeah. <laughs> and leave a situation that makes you uncomfortable. One of my favorite sayings is avoid avoidable suffering. So Oh, I like that. I know. It's my favorite. <laughs> so if you know that a situation is going to cause you suffering and you have the ability to avoid it, do that. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a situation because you can't be like, well, I can't not go to Christmas because we know that that's yeah. not necessarily the case mm-hmm. for a lot of people then you can avoid a situation that becomes difficult. So if you're sitting at the table and a topic comes up, whether Mm -hmm. it's politics or something else that makes you feel uncomfortable, you can get up and remove yourself. You can go to the bathroom. You can say that you need to do something else. You can literally just say, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take a step away from this because I don't want to be part of this conversation. Like right. you don't have to make an excuse. You can just own it, you know, right. um, do whatever you need to do again to take care of yourself mm-hmm. during these family gatherings. Oh my gosh. Will. Yeah. Because there are toxic people out there and we don't get to choose who we're related to. Right. So, um, but that's a really great segue into talking about, you know, the holidays are a time that are really that is really wonderful and a lot of people find a lot of joy in the holidays but mm-hmm. it's also a time that can be very like we said stressful and bring about holiday blues mm-hmm. just feeling really sad or feeling really overwhelmed and so some of the things that we can um there are things that we can be aware of that might trigger those holiday blues. And Christy and I kind of want to go over some of those just so you guys can be aware. Maybe you've already experienced some of them. Cause again, we apologize that this is coming post Thanksgiving. <laughs> that was not our initial plan. <laughs> but I think that it's good because now you've, ju- you're coming off of Thanksgiving yes. and you're headed into um, whatever holiday you season that you celebrate that comes after that. So yes, cause take there's a multiple yes. in, in December, yes. right? Not just Christmas. We have, Kwanzaa and we have um, Hanukkah. Hanukkah and we have the New Year. There's some other, there's lots of other holidays. I think I read somewhere it was something like there's like 19 different holidays in the month of December mm-hmm. that are celebrated by different groups and religions all over the world. So um, whatever you're celebrating this holiday season, um, there there is always stress and sometimes negative feelings that come along with and it. And changes because our lives yeah. change from week to week sometimes and definitely from year to year. So it's um, those expectations that we have set in our head about the way things should be and how they should look and how they should be the same. Yeah. Um, anything that you're doing shoulds and what ifs, again, like get rid of those. No good. Um, so yeah, in terms of holiday blues, um, thinking about, Again, your defenses are down. Yeah. Your immune system is likely to be down. You know, um, all of of these defenses that we have in place, like obligations, errands. We're going Mm -hmm. home. Yeah. Right. So if you're going home for the holidays, wherever that is, you're going to somebody's home. Mm -hmm. There can be a lot of unhappy memories that are tied into Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Um, For some people, going home is a relief and very positive. And then for other people, it can be the other end of that. For a lot of us, it's a mix of in between. Mm-hmm. It well, is- and the people we uh, that I work with, um, we talk often about what happens when you go into your childhood home. That's what happens for a lot of people. Um, yeah. Their parents are still living there. And then immediately they're set back to old patterns and routines and maybe negative thinking about themselves or second guessing where they're at in their life and what, you know, there's a lot of stress that comes with that. So if there's alternate 
ways of staying somewhere else if you're really uncomfortable in that situation or if that brings up a lot for you let that be an option and again people will say well i don't want my mom to be mad or think that whatever you can use oh they're pick an excuse any excuse yeah and if you're um if you're worried about like the monetary things that go along with that think of think creatively about that too absolutely so just being aware of unhappy memories that Mm -hmm. they're totally normal but that they're probably going to trigger some of those holiday blues if you will um throughout this season another thing that we kind of already touched on but we should touch on again i think is that idea of toxic relatives so Mm -hmm. there are definitely people that we have in our lives you know we don't get to choose our family Mm -hmm. we get to choose our friends which is great which is a lot of times i think people especially in therapy tell me like why i feel so good i feel like my friends are more like my family than my family are yeah and i usually tell them it's because you get to pick those people and they've chosen you yes We don't get to choose our family. And Mm -hmm. so if we have family that we feel like we can be friends with, I think that we can consider ourselves lucky if that is the experience. But the majority of us have relationships with family members that are very difficult. And that is actually, I think, more normal than people realize. Oh, absolutely. Because, again, what's put in the media, what people put out there is this happy, jolly all the time. Um, Something that I'm working on with a lot of people is reducing the stigma of mental health issues, so to speak. So when I'm getting a family history, oftentimes people will be like, um, I'm not sure. Like, I think maybe oh, my yeah. dad has been depressed, but I'm like, people aren't used to having these conversations. So I think in our generation, we're more um, apt to, I see a lot of people bringing their children in for counseling, yeah. making it less of a stigma. But um, do you have like an aunt or a cousin or somebody that you might like reach out to this holiday season and be like, hey, I noticed this or hey, I've been feeling this way. It's a great time to connect with people yeah. and, and get like, some family history if you have some older relatives being you know mindful about who you can talk to about what and how gently you bring things up i mean it's certainly not the the time to drop bombs of emotion on people (laughs) but i mean again looking for ways to connect with people yeah and again as we said before when we're dealing with toxic relatives having those boundaries right Mm -hmm. avoiding avoidable suffering having a plan of action, you know who you connect with and you know who you don't. Mm-hmm. Use that information to your benefit to try yes. and try and just make the best of the time that if you have to spend time with these people to try to make the best of it as much as you can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And also honoring, I think, what's changed, but also what's stayed the same. Yeah. So there is a balance here. You know, some things, if you're going to look all on one side or all on the other side yeah. that's going to be triggering to put you in a lower mood so just know like again this idea of impermanence like nothing mm-hmm. stays the same like everything's fluid in motion so it's, um, yeah it's hard when things change like christy said like uh dealing with a divorce or a death or a mm-hmm. death or a, or or a marriage or like right. you know so again positive things can bring about the holiday blues so mm-hmm. wow i just got married and this is a wonderful thing but now my holiday traditions have to be different mm-hmm. and i'm yeah. excited about that but i'm also really sad that yes. what i had before has to change especially it- with grief i mean because there is i mean there's a seat at the table that somebody is no longer in and that's devastating and a lot of times people will say people don't even talk to me about that person and anybody who's yeah grieving they want to it might make them feel a little bit sad yes but 
what's even sadder for them is people ignoring, you know, the fact that this person existed or a funny story that they had about them or a memory like, oh, so people say, you know, the memory of a person lives on, like, even after they're gone. Absolutely. So the more that we're avoiding those conversations, we're not, like, um, giving people that are grieving what they need. Yeah. Um, The lower defenses, you had talked about that, like, are we're probably more susceptible to getting sick. We have more, um, I don't know, with like the weather changing mm-hmm. and the ups and downs. I don't, I, it's different in every part of the country and all different parts of the world. Um, but just recognizing that holiday stress in general is going to, uh, lower your defenses. You might be eating foods that you don't normally eat Mm -hmm. other times of the year. That's also going to make you feel not so great. Maybe physically, um, it's getting darker earlier Mm -hmm. where we are in the world. Yes. And so people are wanting to go home and stay home rather than cocoon yourself. It's cold. It's dark. You want to comfort yourself. And so it's hard Especially when you think about, like, the things that make us feel good, like nature and exercise. Because all of a sudden, people are, like, indoors exercising, hopefully. Yeah. Unless they're avoiding it altogether. So, and the sunlight, that affects people's So much. Um, I think with the sunlight thing, one of the things that's really important is, um, in our part of the world... We don't get a lot of sun, so we live in Pittsburgh, and it's always really overcast here, and innately, everybody in Pittsburgh has not enough vitamin D, Mm -hmm. so if you live in a part of the world where there isn't a lot of sun or there's lots of cloudy or overcast days, I highly recommend talking to your doctor about, um, because I am not a doctor, (laughs) but it is just a vitamin supplement of having vitamin D. Another thing that's really beneficial are light boxes, light light therapy boxes. Sometimes insurance will pay for that they too. can mm-hmm. you can always check or you can get reimbursed but there are some pretty reasonable ones on amazon they usually are right around a hundred dollars which can be expensive mm-hmm. but it's one of those investments where if you are able to use a light box for 20 minutes a day you're going to during these dark and gloomy days you're going to see such a huge difference mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. in your overall just mood yeah. i think And something I wanted to touch back on that you had said earlier is finding the things that make you happy. Like, is there a scent, like if you're into oils or candles that you like to have in your house, if there is music that you like to listen to or music that you like to avoid, reaching out to people that, you know, you haven't talked to in a while that you're not going to see during this holiday season, um, using our technology to benefit that, like FaceTiming, you know, relatives yeah. and um, making that connection. So looking for the things that are going to make you feel good, I, I think is an excellent way to, you know. Yeah, focus. I think as always, but we always need a reminder of it is you have every right to do exactly what you want to do, mm-hmm. even if everybody else wants to do something different. Yeah. And if you plan on doing things and you don't get them done, it's totally fine. You are mm-hmm. doing okay. We don't, you know, we put so much pressure on ourselves right. all the time right. that, like, we're always letting ourselves down. Yeah. <laughs> In that so, sense. And here we are, like, you know, uh, looking for the things that make us feel good and yeah. avoiding the triggers that are going to make us think in unhealthy ways, behave in unhealthy ways, communicate yep. in unhealthy ways. So really taking that time to, to feel good about yourself. So. so you got this. 
You can go yes. into the holiday season, yes. you know, prepared and ready and try to enjoy it. And you know what? If you don't like the holiday season, avoid it. Just yeah. do it. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Again, do whatever it is that makes you feel good and allows you to get through this time of the year where not so um, maybe scathed, if yes. you will. So, yes. Yeah. So... Thank you for joining us. And we will have a couple more podcasts coming up that are related to the holidays. Yeah, we're so. definitely going to mm-hmm. do another one that is like, you know, just what maybe a little bit more on grief and the holidays and also like what we can do to try and manage those things. We'll try Plan to get of another action. one of those mm-hmm. in before Christmas. We're holding ourselves accountable yes. um, so that we have another one of those so that before we go into Christmas and the new year, um, just kind of like getting into that uh, mindset that's going to be more helpful for us. Um, I know that starting a new year feels very um, daunting, <laughs> daunting, and I think also inspiring for a lot of people. Sure, absolutely. But, you know, like well, there's sure. a period of reflection and preparation, and that's you know the New Year's gets set up to be that you know that time that starting yeah. like point. a restart, if uh-huh. you will. Which again, I think for me can be very like exciting, but also. Um, overwhelming. Sure. Well, because uh, the years go faster and they faster. They go so fast. Um, so, yes. So we will definitely be having a lot more coming up, and we hope that you will tune in. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations to Connect with Gretchen. And Christy. If you like our show, want more information, and want to connect with us, go to our website at www.conversationstoconnect.com and follow us on Instagram. We hope this episode has given you some useful tips to create meaningful conversations in your life. If you feel like you would benefit from talking with a therapist, one resource is www.psychologytoday.com, or you can contact your insurance company. See you next time.